No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. What? Shop Tour Bus. Oh, okay, I get it. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get a really, really super neato, cool, thoughtful, Grateful, Grateful Dead inspired t shirt. One of a kind. With, with a hand designed box. And out of all the human beings on planet Earth, you will be the only person living today that has a box 
like that because they're hand designed and they're one of a kind and you'll get a bootleg and that bootleg is magic because when the tape spun around and the band played the energy of that band went on to the bootleg and stuck on magnetically onto that tape and it i'm getting there it's not on the tape well you said magnetic which and then and then shop tour bus closed their eyes and like reached into this giant sack and picked one of those bootlegs out and stuck it in this hand design one-of-a-kind box that only you are gonna have and that tape is gonna fly or drive or walk or scoot or slide to your house and if you have any problems with that tape, guess what they do? They give you a pencil to re-spool it. Right. That's a thing. And then a when you put it in your cassette deck because you're you're over forty and you have a cassette deck, <laughs> then you'll hear the magic that was magnetically spooled and recorded on that tape spit back out through speakers and resonance. Then vibration as the as the membrane of the speaker vibrates and hits your head. You'll see what I'm talking about. And. You get all that with free shipping if you use the promo code No Simple Road. So you're going to get a shirt, you're going to get a box, you're going to get a pencil to spool this bootleg with, you're going to get weird candy and funky erasers or something, or knickknacks, action, that stuff. You might get a sticker. All for free shipping. So go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get more than you bargain for. This is Bargain. <laughs> bargain has a his bloody sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Does, does Barty, on the Barty, <laughs> Bargain has an Barty. innie? Uh, no, an Audi, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Like a little sassy and training one. Okay. Yeah. I like sassy. Sassy's cool. You want to pick yourself up some sassy premium cannabis, you can go to Define Premium Cannabis here in Portland. Yes, you can. That shit is sassy as fuck. Yep. Define. D-E-F-Y-N-E. I can't get it together. At Define Premium Cannabis on Instagram or Define.life online, you can hold in your very warm, squishy little hands some of the best cannabis products on the market today. Period. Yes. Enough said. Did you just make that up? Warm, squishy little hands. I did. (laughs) On the fly. As we're doing this, too, I just lit up. uh, What is this? This is a new product, but we carry Cascade Cascade Valley Cannabis. We carried their quarter gram joints for a long time, which Mm -hmm. are a hit. And now we started carrying the half gram packs. And this is White Widow. Tastes delicious. I like that you say a new product. Uh, I get it. It's got a different name attached to the packaging, but this product right here it's has been around cannabis. since the Earth was formed. It came from the Sirius star system, was given to the Dogon people in Africa, and has healed many over time. The product is not new. We just give it new names. So yes. if you want to get some space-given weed, <laughs> cannabis products, go over to Define Premium Cannabis at the Hillsboro location. Or the one in Forest Grove and pick yourself up some good stuff. And when you go in, tell them you listen to No Simple Road. And Why? Because, Melanie. <laughs> Why would you tell them that? Well, So you can receive 10% off. And what and else? you also get a free That's t-shirt. Rad. Really? And then check it out. If you get that check free it. t-shirt and you wear it every time you come in. Then you get a 5% discount. And then we have discounts on all days. We have Munchy Mondays where you get 
15% off all munchies. We have uh, Cartridge Tuesday. I mean, there's so many deals we have. And if you come in, in the Hillsborough location and ask for me, this is Apple, I will be working there. Uh-uh, it's Melanie. I will come out, <laughs> I will come out <laughs> greet you, help you with your purchase. And also, if you go to Forest Grove, they will help you with their purchase. And with their purchase or your purchase? <laughs> Why are they going to go in there and, and have... Okay, the White Widows Are you guys in. selling stuff? I just went, like, the White Widow kicked in. I just was like... Oh. I saw I saw the weed kick in on Apple during that talk. He was, like, struggling to get the words out. It was amazing. I love cannabis, so... <laughs> this is a perfect testimony to... I was just going to say that. awesome yeah. little toke of a half gram Cascade Farms White Widow would do for you. Go Head see over Define. To Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsboro. D E F Y N E. Or Forest Grove. And pick yourself up some cannabis products. And make sure to say hi to Apple and let them know you listen to No Simple Road. And f- support the family, man. And don't forget, 420 is coming up. We're preparing. We are back stocking all kinds of stuff. We have so many good new strains, edibles, everything. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have barbecues at both locations Dude, on 420, 420, which is on a Saturday this year. And it's wow. the day before Easter. So stock oh, up fun. for Easter celebration. Because, you know, you're going to be with your family. And sometimes being with family is funky. No. Or, or if you just want to add a little spice to the, to the Easter mix, go in and pick yeah. yourself up some stuff. Yeah, if you're lucky, your whole yeah. family gets high. Right. Yeah, your whole family gets loaded and you guys will have fun and not be in pain and all that good stuff. So, do it. Make it happen. Turn off the air blower and go over to Define Premium Cannabis. Do it. Do it, Poppy. Do it, Poppy. Do it. What's up? This is Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris. Havarti's funny. It's fun to say. It's almost sprouts. It's really close to fart. Havart. Pepper. We're we're telling you guys Mel's favorite Cucumber. sandwich. Mm-hmm. And what kind of bread? Oh, sun dried tomatoes. Oh shit. Bread's not agreeing with me lately. Uh oh. It's not. <laughs> hey now, no simple road family. Welcome back. We're on the front porch because there's noise everywhere. We're running from it. We're hiding. We're like we're like no. spies running. We're not really and hiding and ditching outside though. Well, and and <laughs> Melanie and Brett are having an argument. Yeah, They're we are. What, what happened right with now? you and Brett? I'm like, I want you, Brett. I need you. And Brett's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> you in the I'm a bad man. You don't know me. You don't want to get involved <laughs> with the bread like me, Dottie. <laughs> I'm a loner, a rebel. Yes. <laughs> Especially Dave's that's killer what bread. bread. Yeah, that shit'll that shit's awesome actually. It is. That's the best. But all those things I would still love and just put in a salad then. You know what would be fun? No, yeah. I love that whole mixture, but to me then I decided I'd want like a fucking chicken breast. That'd make the best chicken breast sandwich. Everything you said. I'd have to remove the cucumber. Yeah, because you're allergic. Yep. I'd like to share that sandwich with you, Apple, and Chris Jacobs. <laughs> I would. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Chris that. Jacobs can pick the bread. Okay. 
So our guests this week... We have wheatless breads. We do. And glutenless breads. <laughs> wow. Our guest this week is Chris Jacobs. And... <laughs> are you kidding me? Wow. Always on cue. They really are part of the show. <sighs> I don't know if we should just push through. I think Chris would think it's funny. I don't think he'd be think. Oh, that's so disrespectful. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so we waited an entire 24 hours. For what? For the blower to go away. Oh. To, to, to <laughs> finish this intro. Uh, it was, we had to listen back to remember where I'm we were I'm scared at. to say his name. Who? Chris Jacobs. 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 It's a quiet no, Sunday. It is. Chris it's Jacobs is rad, man. Mm-hmm. It's very peaceful. I, listen, we have a lot of or I should just speak for myself. I have a lot of things flowing through this head on a daily basis. And I'd be forgetting shit. So sometimes we gotta do a replay on who we talk to in our conversation. And I really love our show. Like when I go back, (laughs) no, I mean this like honestly, like as a a listener of the show, right? Not Mm -hmm. as a person on the show. When I listen back, it's like, oh my God, that was, we got to spend that time with this person. Like that's how I filled my day in my life. Like I got an hour of really good time with somebody that I really respect and enjoy dancing and listening to their music. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's a really cool thing to fill your life with. And so yeah, I started I like realizing that, like just being grateful for the time that we get to spend. And then I get to do it twice because i go back and listen to it wow you know and i learned a lot through our shows this one was very uh, comfortable too yeah like he was just comfortable meeting you'll hear immediately this was a very i feel just, like this was like a show for aaron to realize because you guys behind the scenes there's a lot of really cool parenting going on between aaron and i right now like we're really proud of each other for mm-hmm how our children's characters are forming and so like chris jacob talked about like his dad um having that little angst the 15 year old a hundred dollar bet with him that he was going to like the grateful dead Mm -hmm. well you guys will listen but it's like coming full circle so it's like almost like chris jacobs is like a grown-up simon talking about his dad and his craziness and he still loves it but this is his thing and it was just a beautiful family moment yeah for, and, for melanie and also getting to hear w- listening to chris's music is he's amazing but then after doing the having the conversation with him knowing about him and where he came from and that the grateful dead and all that is such a part of his ethos and who he is it added a another element to his thing believe it or not it's happening to our son right now because this Mm -hmm. is his like he lives in our house like you can't be more submerged you can't be in the pool and not get wet yeah he's the one that would be like yeah my dad likes the grateful dead he does a podcast about the grateful like he's saying that in his life so he's growing up also and enjoying his own music and and musicians yeah. like Chris are the product of parents that were were and are part of the Grateful Dead family. And that is the result of that is this amazing person that is 
playing his soul out every time he touches that guitar. Yeah. And, and really, it, it really you landed guys on the have line. have to go over to YouTube and look up him and watch him play live when he plays that cigar box slide and stuff. So I mean, he, he, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. So before we get to the interview, though, we got to do the business. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Check out the family tab and sign up for the newsletter. You can go get some merch there. We still got a couple of pins left and uh, mm. some stickers. And we are going to be coming out with some new stickers pretty soon. A little cool design that I did. Aaron's got new designs it's a, going on. It's a I soothing design. Somehow or another, you should make it like an oval shape sticker. All right. We'll see if I can pull that off. And over at nosimpleroad.com also is our... Um, calendar of events and this episode is actually coming out today we are at skull and roses right now yeah, and my god days. are we having a good time yeah this wow. is a third day my man day. Yeah. we've been going i'm exhausted I'm, I'm a little, i'll be honest i'm a little exhausted three yeah. days is a lot of time. did you see the higgs and, oh, and jerry's oh middle finger oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. okay we're I bullshitting With, it's actually the week before right now we're we're, we're speaking to you from the past yeah we're talking from the past i'm just guessing that that's how we're gonna feel on sunday this week Next and week. I'm sure on that Sunday we're going to refer back to this and remember and it go, again Holy shit. and do wow. the same thing. We're, we're fortune tellers. We no, are. we're time travelers, Ryder. <laughs> well, wow. a little bit of both. You'd have to be one like to be the other. Like those modern True. clothed time travelers in those old just Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, so th- this is a tangent. <laughs> yes, I'm, I can't I'm, believe no, I'm anything. already with I'm going you. down. I'm, I'm right here you with you. There is a picture <clears throat> from like 1930 something. Dude in the hoodie. Yes. There's a guy. It's been proven it's, not photoshopped. You can tell okay, if something's cares, photoshopped. But it's a viral thing. And he's Anybody on his can phone. Make anything. He's got a cell anything. phone in his hand. Do you, you Mel, anybody you can, can make you can, anything you can anything? Look, That's my argument for anything. You can look at a at a picture and, and like analyze it and tell if it's photoshopped or not, and it's not photoshopped. I've never seen the picture with my own eyes. I've only seen a picture of a picture, so all I know is that can be a change already. Yeah. That's true, but well, it's Tyrion. fun. It's fun to believe it. It is Jake fun to believe it. Yeah. Jake is here. Oh, Jake's here. We, you know what? Jake. We should have a little Jake Weaver. Oh shit! Time out, Bob yeah. Weaver. We'll be back. Okay. Bye bye. So, Jake got here. So here's what's about to happen. You're gonna hear the interview with Chris Jacobs in a second. I promise. And then, following the interview with Chris, you're gonna hear. 20, 25 minutes with Jake. So you get like a double album this week. Or a full LP and an EP. More more like that's what you're getting. So I want you all to sit back and relax. Smoke a bowl. Or don't. If you're driving, don't do that. Relax. Get ready. Here comes Chris Jacobs. And Jake at the end. You'll see. I don't know what's going to happen, man, but I'm going to get my kicks before the whole shithouse goes up in flames. You know what I'm saying? I already got my kicks. It's pretty heavy. I know, man. I made that shit up, too. Not really. I got to give credit where credit is due. That's Jim Morrison. You are pretty heavy. You knew that. That's not lazy like Sunday morning. No, that's easy, not easy, or lazy. lazy. Or like lightning. All right. We just ran to the store. I have a donut. We got donuts, coffee. At the man's. Smoking a bowl. Let's call Chris Jacobs. Chiggle, chiggle, chiggle. 
Ding, ding, ding. Nope, that's not how you call him. This is how you call him. Hey, Chris, we got donuts. Is that how you call him? And I can't hear it. There it is. Let's see what happens. Oh, out of breath. Breathing heavy. Hello? Chris, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good, brother. So, we did it. <laughs> yeah, finally. Okay, let's, let's not count our chickens before they have. Yeah, right. <laughs> Particularly uh, antsy today. I don't Probably because mommy's not home or something. I don't know. Doesn't it always work out like that? Like, as soon as mom leaves, everything just goes out the window and... God yeah. Damn. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's man i don't know if it's your connection or mine but you're you're a little um a little funky a little fuzzy yeah okay let me i'll call you right back okay cool. gotcha yeah. <coughs> <coughs> had to hold everybody's them. coughing <coughs> <coughs> stand by everybody Computers. all right so we're gonna try this again we are recording again and i'm gonna hit Go. There, uh. Break it down. Hello. How's that? Is that better? Yes, it is. Sweet. Yep. Fantastic. Cool. Yay. Skype works. <laughs> yeah, finally. I think we're good. All right. Uh, knock on wood. Yep. I'm not counting chickens. Nothing hatched. Yep. All right. Exactly. I'm Aaron, by the way, Chris. Good to meet you, man. Hey, man. Welcome nice to, to The Porch and No Simple Road. And then I have three others here with me. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, oh, cool. folks. Hey, Chris, this is Melanie. Um, nice to meet you and have you on the show. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. And yeah. then I'm I'm Apple, and welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on, man. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryder. Awesome. <laughs> hey, man. All right. This is, this is cool. I feel I feel important. You you yeah. are important. You, you kind of are, Chris. I mean, let's let's be honest. Shit. I mean, at least in our world. And to that two-year-old hey, little cool. girl, you're you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. She's a uh, man. She yeah. She was fired up today. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. It's, where it's fun stuff. Where are you in the world, man? I'm home in Baltimore right now. Snow and all that. Uh, it's just kind of cold. It snowed the other day. I actually missed it. I was out of town, then and then it warmed up. It's just been crazy weather. But yeah, gray and cold and rainy. You yeah, guys are in like California. We're in Portland, Oregon. Oh, cool. Love Portland. How's the weather out there, dude? It's gray, cold, it's and rainy. Cold and gray and rainy, and <laughs> we got snow last yeah. night. Yeah. So yep. yep. Just I down. We have been creeping. Your stuff for the past few days, man. I gotta say, I am really, really honored to have you on the show. For real, man. I, oh man, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. It's yeah. a, it's a really beautiful thing to see somebody that just is doing his thing the way you are, and so it it seems so natural with you, brother. It really just seems like it's it's your soul that's coming out through the music. Is it? When did you start playing? I started playing. I appreciate you saying that, man. Very yeah, kind of. You. I started. I started playing um, fairly late. Fairly late in the game. I was fifteen when I decided I wanted to play, and I'd grown up like singing a lot and listening to a lot of music. My parents were actually like hardcore deadheads. 
and so and you know not just the dead but like lots of cool music and so they were always playing stuff in the house and and then uh, I sort of just caught the bug when I was 15 and just said you know what I want I saw this kid playing a guitar at school and maybe it was like all the girls flocking around him or something but I was like man <laughs> That's I want to do that. <laughs> I'm in but uh, so you know and then I you know as soon as I started playing I just kind of got hooked and was just like this is this is what I'm going to do and just kind of went went deep with it as deep as I could so you yeah know, it's funny that you you say that your parents were deadheads man cuz I we Mel and I have raised two kids. I have a a 23-year-old daughter and a a 16-year-old son. And uh-huh. I always at least with my son felt like because I'm a deadhead that music is going to be the thing that he really doesn't want to listen to. Like cuz well, kids don't want to be like their parents, yeah. you know. Was it, it, it was like that for a while. It was in in my world like not the first like, you know, 14 years of growing up it was like my sister and I would just complain all the time <laughs> they put it on and then uh, and, yeah, they'd leave us with, with my aunt or like a babysitter for a few days to go catch like three shows at Boston Garden or something and like you know pretty pretty regularly and so it was definitely a thing but, but uh, and I remember my dad like bet me like a hundred bucks he's like by the time you're you're a teenager you're gonna be asking me to buy you tickets for the show and i'm like yeah right you know we shook on it and then uh and i actually remember like when i started kind of getting into it i would like sneak listens when they weren't around so like because i've had too much pride that i had given them so much shit over the years but uh but yeah then you know he they, they took me to my first show when i was 15 and that was sort of it for me too that was sort of like okay now i really want to do this you know yeah did you have to pay your dad a hundred did you pay him did you have to pay your dad a hundred bucks he's like he's like he's like i I put that in the bank long ago you know i said i know i know you money he's like yeah i know i know you do you know it was uh yeah, yeah, so Chris, cool. you just so, made Aaron really happy by, by telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming yeah. around so slowly, like little bit by little bit. Like the other day, just the other day, we were in the kitchen, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I'm just really glad that I just don't hate this music anymore. I'm I'm getting used to uh-huh. it. You've kind of worn me down." And I'm like, "And we're taking him to his first show at the Gorge this year." Oh, cool, man! That's awesome. Yeah. I remember for my sister, it was like she was hanging out with some kids. And was like, oh, my parents like the Grateful Dead, and they were like, oh wow, really? That's cool. And she was like, well, yeah, it's cool, I guess. And then, you know, like, <laughs> ready to complain about it, and then all of a sudden right. they're cool. Totally. Then, yeah, exactly. But no, that's that's great. It's it's man, it's been really cool because it's it's such a good connection. And then you know, me, my my parents aren't musicians, but you know, they've appreciated sort of my evolution and you know deciding that I wanted to play and. And then recently, you know, speaking of the Grateful Dead, I got to play with Phil Lesh we just watching. months ago and brought my dad out to the gig. Aww. And it was sort of like a huge full circle moment, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was, it was pretty special. To pretty see special. their little boy playing up with Phil Lesh, yeah, right. the people that they've loved their whole I, life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold it together. Oh my God. Yeah, he, he, he. He, he cried a few times, you know. And he was def- he was more nervous than me going into it. I think it was pretty it was pretty great. It how was do pretty you, special that I could. How do you feel that. in moments like that, oh. man? How does that feel for you? Like, are you nervous walking up there to play with Phil? 
in front of your dad? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like such a big moment that that you, I, I I couldn't be nervous. I mean, I was I was jittery for sure, but I mean, first of all, the music, the you know, the Grateful Dead music has become so ingrained in me because I've just been so into it since I got into it, and especially like as it translates to playing it and learning those songs. So like it was sort of like a dream come true, you know, it was like, I feel like I can play those songs pretty, pretty fluidly and, and comfortably. And yeah. obviously we're at the Hollywood bowl and it's Phil. And, you know, as soon as he sent me out the set list, I was just like a kid and, you know, a kid in a candy store, just like geeking <laughs> oh. out, you know, it was like, wow, I get to play these and sing these songs with Phil. This is what I want. It was more just like really excited. I excited, mean, yeah. I tried, you know, at that point you just try to, you know, you just try to believe, you know, you just believe it because you're there and, you know, you, you have no choice but to just, you know, dig in. So wow. it, was, uh, it was quite the experience. In, in growing up and becoming a musician, there's, and it's, it's like this, I guess, with anything that we do in life that we're passionate about at, some point it stops becoming trying and it just becomes doing it like you at some point yeah. you realize shit i'm not really practicing this thing anymore it's just coming out of me do you know what i'm saying that uh, yeah that's the goal that's 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 the goal for you know anyone who's sort of trying to be creative it's like you have to learn the fundamentals you know, charlie parker said you know learn the changes and then forget them and that's really you know where the expression can come in and you can stop sort of relying on your influences and your practice and your repetitions. But, uh, by having all that ingrained is when you can sort of free up the, 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 the soul to express itself mm. because technique doesn't even matter anymore. Right. That's if where you, the muse you, comes through. Yeah, absolutely. If you can free yourself enough to, to know, you know, what, what faculties you're going to need to to bring forth that, that that muse? Then you know that's what you practice. And then when it comes game time, you know you you just you just play. You know, like a yeah. sport or like anything. You know, you just yeah. So, yeah. the Grateful Dead is is one huge part of all of it. But watching yeah. you, I I see the blues in you, like. Mm -hmm. the old school like blues man and yeah that, man that's yeah. something that's something that's it, like not you can't practice that that's not something that you can phone in or fake that's got to be just in you i would think yeah it's uh well you're right about that absolutely and and i was i think attracted to that music because it resonated so hard so it mm. it wasn't like a, a thing like i'm gonna learn the blues and, right you know just sort of practice it was like i remember growing up and, and like starting to kind of figure out my sound and what what styles i wanted to play and you know i got into like a lot of jazz players and stuff and i just remember every time there was something that caught my ear where i was like what's that little phrase that they just played right there? Cause that's what I want to learn. It was like a blues thing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just, it just, that's what, that's what shook me every time was, was, was the blues. And then as I've dug back deep into, 
influences of my influences and their influences. It's, it all goes back to it. It all goes back to, you know, the, or at least for, for what resonates with me, it all goes back to like the American roots style of like the blues and folk and bluegrass mm-hmm. stuff, you know, uh, muddy waters, doc Watson, lightning Hopkins, like that kind of blues, mm-hmm. you know, not, not necessarily like shred guitar blues, you know, <laughs> just more like, like the country blues and, yeah. and that uh, you know that's that's been my sort of like well of inspiration in a lot of ways of and and sort of always grounds me uh, you know as I, I consider it like taking vitamins to go back and just like have a day where i listen to like nothing but Sunhouse and muddy waters records and then it's like i just feel better <laughs> you know yeah. it does it puts you in a certain mood like that you know the sun setting with a glass of lemonade and the warmth <laughs> yeah. on your skin yeah. all around you yeah. just like a, a hard Indeed. day's work done you know and right and you're within the love of your life's arms like it's or not <laughs> or, or not yeah. or yeah. you just lost her right yeah, yeah. but no that but it's that's where you know that's that's I think why it, it resonates so much is because it's so real, it's so pure. It just it comes from that. Yes. It comes from a hard a hard day's work or a love lost or or whatever where you're sitting there and that's the sound that comes up from the earth through wow. you, you know. And, and that's you know anything that really is on that level is you know I think what we all kind of. Are gra- gravitate towards you well, know, thanks, yeah. thanks like, for pulling that out. What I, I was gonna I was gonna say we we came became very familiar with your music last year. Um, we we had the pleasure of being at High Sierra Music Festival. Oh, cool! Yeah, well, we, yeah. we were there when we heard you. We, we were getting ready to interview the band Twiddle. Uh, back in their mm-hmm. dressing room, and you were on stage. Uh, we we didn't I wasn't familiar with your music. I'd heard your name, and we hear this just like I like what you said. How it shook you. You shook us. We're in there, and we had to like pause oh. several. Like who is this on stage? <laughs> it just oh, shook cool, everything man. and like took over. Yeah. And you hear it in the background of our interview. And since then, I've been listening, and especially you know last couple of days, you on that cigar box playing by yourself uh. is just amazing and then like with Gore, we were watching you with graham uh at the what was it the jerry birthday thing last year yeah and yep, hearing yep. you now i could you can feel the connect we were watching you you know do jerry's parts and seeing it just amazing it makes what sense you do now. and you know where i just want to <laughs> less Thank of a you. question more of a statement it's just really appreciate what man, you do I, I, man I and it comes through in your music it it shakes me oh, oh. thank you so much Really, really kind of you to say, for real. It's a, High Sierra was so much fun, man. We're doing. Are you guys gonna be there again this year? No, we're. we're I don't think we're gonna make it this year. We're doing um, Skull, Skull and Roses. Roses Festival. We try and do one or okay. one good big festival a year until we're not ha- working day jobs anymore, and then we'll be at all of it. <laughs> we we want to be. We'll, we'll see what the cards deal this year. Yeah, that's a really special special place, Quincy and. That festival ground, right? just the way it is, is really magic, man. Yeah, it was my first one, and yeah, we're lucky to be invited back this year too, which is awesome. Aww. But it, man, that was probably one of my favorite favorite festivals. It's funny, I mean, I've, heard really, that, I've, got, I've heard that from several artists that that's their favorite. Yeah, they, they really treat the artists well, and they really get get them involved. You know, I played in probably like you know six or seven different scenarios 
this past one where they do all the little side things and kind yeah. of pair you up with other people that are doing stuff. It's just, yeah, what a great time. It's usually festivals, like, you know, it's this big build-up, and you you roll in, and you play your 40-minute set, and you roll out, and you don't get to hang with any of the musicians or you know, you know, you can get a kind of a shafty slot where you're in the middle of a rainstorm or something, you know, but this one, it's like, you know, you're really going to be able to settle in and have some fun. You know, somebody, everybody's going to be able to at least hear you, you know? So, yeah. And that's uh, something that was unique about it too, is that the artists were the camaraderie. Yeah, like we're we were hanging out. Yeah. All the musicians were hanging yeah. out. They were in the crowd, you know, we were hanging with Reed. Totally. Reed Mathis watching Nathaniel Moore just chilling and it's you know everybody it everybody gets to hang out for three days and enjoy each other and that's a cool yeah. thing too like that's I think is unique to the festival slash Grateful Dead community is that when I was coming up there was such a wall between the people that made the music and the fans it was like they were like these unapproachable yeah. gods on the stage and then yeah. you know they disappeared off into the ether when the when the show ended right. and but it ain't right. like that yeah. no more man like you know i've gotten to meet no. a lot of these people that i revere like you and and others and it it really humanizes the music and it, i think it's added something for for myself and i the people that like are into it it adds a different element to where when you know the person behind the thing you can feel the vibration of it even more oh that's yeah that's cool to hear you know just because especially with like social media and everybody sort of just out there you know a private message away from contact you know whereas like back in the day that was not the case and these people were just sort of like pictures of whatever the 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 public the publicist offered you and you know that little three month window and then they were you know disappearing again till the next record came out and these days it's it's definitely like you get to sort of watch their 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 lives go and and i've always sort of wondered it's it's good to hear that perspective because i've wondered if maybe like do people want to know like what my dog looks like or Fuck is it yeah, better if i gosh, just think yeah. i'm just like <laughs> I, I can tell you i absolutely do want to know what your dog looks like <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's funny that's funny that's well there you go because well, i definitely have been like you know i don't know maybe they just want to they just want to think that we're just rock stars and you know they don't want to see see me changing diapers and you know talking about that you know but hey that's the real shit what it does is it it really makes the music more meaningful yep because now you know a a smaller portion of the person or something a little bit more intimate so you you kind of bring that with you with your ears when you're listening to the music and it's done that for me for sure that's nice that's not yeah i mean i i agree with you and that's sort of like where I've gone with it too is is to try not to be like too guarded, especially you know it's like I have a quote unquote solo career, and you know i it's under my name, I'm the songwriter, it's like you know I'd be kind of bullshitting people to like try to put up some fake curtain <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not you know. I'm not. A, it's not under a band. It's not like I'm Beck or something like that, where I can just keep changing my identity every Prince, year. The artist know, formerly like known as Chris Jacobs. It is who I. You know, so it, it's me. So you know, it's all part of it, and, and I just sort of have embraced that. It's, That's cool, and it's beautiful, man. Because I know that we could all look at things in a 
variety of different ways and our perspectives are everything i mean when you get right down to it and choosing to see it like that does something magic because yeah. that way you're connecting with the people that you're playing for and i think that's the goal isn't it chris like in the at the end that, of the day that, is to connect that, that that is that is somebody just asked me that question just sort of like and i mean that's the connection is really what we're doing it for so so why uh you know, why short change why that? Yeah. And yeah. I, I wonder what your perspective is on something. So, you know, we're talking about the dead and the blues and all that. And for a while, it's the music that was coming out. And again, I don't know if this is just my perspective or what, but it, it just seemed very sterile and kind of out there. And now it seems like there's this groundswell around roots music bluegrass mm, yeah. and, and blues and yeah. with a with a very psychedelic tinge to it do you see that happening mm-hmm. too yeah, well yeah i i do um and you know it's, which is great because that's my my world in a nutshell you know the root stuff with the psychedelic tinge is really like you know where where i want to be and and it's uh it's sort of like that the connection to the real stuff, the connection to something, you know, in today's world of like mass stimuli and, you know, just stuff being, you know, thrown in front of your face at all times and everybody putting on their best self and, and, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and just, you know, it's a very quick superficial kind of, kind of world sometimes in connection. So I think people are looking for like, what is the real stuff that it's all, based on it it all comes down to so but you know still with like okay now how can we still have some adventure and fun that's where the psychedelic part comes in (laughs) yeah definitely yeah 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 but that's you know obviously a whole whole other wormhole we could go down well i'm curious man you you have a daughter right and yeah how do. do you how do you plan on broaching that as a dad with your daughter when she's older i mean i we've been pretty brutally honest with our kids where we're at and what we do with our brains <laughs> and i'm just curious like when the time comes how how you think you'll handle that that's a good that's a great question and you know i i i, I can speak from some some experience here because you know as I say my parents were deadheads right are deadheads and and um, you know we've had the discussions and I think as a parent the 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 most important thing is or at least where I'm going to try to focus on is always maintaining credibility mm. by wow. not bullshitting because wow. at the end, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, to know that, you know, your parents are honest with you about, you know, what it's all about, what they've done, what they haven't done, what they absolutely, you know, are against, and things like that. For me, it established a really good foundation and security to, to find my way through it and to not have to be dishonest or go down the wrong path, um, you know. I mean, my parents, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm, I know this is a podcast. I'm not sure they're not going to care. Plus, it's you know, I mean, they smoked pot when I grew up, right? And but you know, and my sister and I would, on numerous occasions, usually at her leadership, she was two years older and was like <laughs> the boss. You know, she'd be like, "All right, let's go find their stash and bust them," and we'd you know, walk into their room <laughs> with a jar and be like, "What is this?" You know, totally <laughs> fill their buzz, like. Yeah, yeah, we were the worst. We were the worst. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> funny, man. <laughs> yeah, busted. And so we 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 had the talk, quote unquote, many times, and and you know it instilled in me. You know, it was definitely like, look, this is a little different than a lot of other drugs, and and which is totally true. And mm-hmm. you know, they didn't say they're like, you shouldn't do it, but if you're ever interested in it ask me questions, you know, let's, you know, don't, don't, you know, go, uh, but I'll tell you right now, if I ever catch you doing heroin or cocaine or any of that shit, like you're in huge trouble because we don't do that and we never will. And, you know, yada, yada. And I have friends that have died and, you know, it's like there, I couldn't bullshit them growing up because they had been through it times 10, you know, as far as seeing, seeing what it was all about. So, you know, the, uh, I think what I what I took away from that is just, and and then when it came time where I was interested in in experimenting, like I didn't feel scared about it, and I didn't feel like, and I felt like I knew right from wrong, and wow. I felt like I had two parents that were like super solid people, and I could feel like there's a difference between being a fuck up and being like a, a super solid citizen and parent and human being and you know smoking a joint every now and again so it was sort of like i didn't feel the need to really try you know the hard drugs not that you know you You, like have really (laughs) something special you are really something Uh, special like uh, you're tying in a lot of like loose ends for aaron right now because you're talking about your parents and growing up and when you started playing which is our son's age right about and and we can just really identify with a lot of what you're saying and and we're talking to the man now not the teenager and if our son grows up anything like you as far as how you think and how you articulate and your appreciation for your parents then we have we're just excited. Yeah. Well, you know, and on the flip yeah. side too, that shows a lot about the person too, about him. Yeah. Because, no, it's well, all you know, it. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, I think I was fortunate, like I said, you know, to have great parents, to have a great big sister and to grow up like with a lot of outlets for, for creativity and, and a secure home. And I think that, you know, obviously met, had a lot to do with the decisions I did and didn't make as well. But, you know, Yes. So speaking on, you know, strictly the, you know, the, the, the do's and don'ts of, of experimentation that I had, you know, that specific thing, but I was also, I think everything else. And just, I, I, I was very fortunate to have a pretty happy childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I think that had, it sounds like your kids probably do as well because you guys sound super awesome. Oh, well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I think being honest like that and not bullshitting, that's what I was going to say. Does something? It removes some of the mystery to behind Absolutely. all of it. And then I had that exact same fucking talk with my kid 
a while back. Like, I know you're going to be lurking around for this shit someday. And when you do, come to us and let's talk about it, man, before you go out with your yeah, friends okay. and do something stupid. Like, Absolutely. That was it. Talk. And, and, and that's, that's going to go a long way. I really, I mean, that matters so much. Yeah, I really does. think so. And I really do. I've seen it firsthand with them raising their kids. They, I mean, nowadays, if you're raising your kids right, they're, you can't bullshit them. I, I've seen the few times yeah. where like son, where their son has called them on their bullshit. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I've seen oh, yeah. it. That's embarrassing oh, yeah. as a parent to get caught yeah, in your own and, bullshit. So don't bullshit your kids. Yeah. Now that's the that's yeah that's definitely the lesson, and and it goes such a long way. If if you if you don't have the respect and and the credibility. And then you don't have any, you, you, you really have no leg to stand on. No. Well, and that kind of stuff, I think, is what makes music like you're making so real. And so that vibration of like you were, you were talking about, like it's coming up from the fucking earth. That's a real thing. Mm. Like, you've got to have a foundation yeah. where there's not bullshit engaged before that thing can come through so that it can come out pure and when absolutely i mean even just watching you through a youtube video chris that energy is all over you you can see that thing as soon as you pick up the guitar and start playing you start moving and you can't you can't fake that funk man that's a real thing that's going on like has that always been your experience playing like when you started it was like oh shit i'm i'm on a roller coaster ride or did you have to work to get there well well yeah i i specifically remember a moment yes a few a few a few definitive moments like i just started playing i was maybe like six months in or something and i had a couple buddies that started playing around the same time i did and so I just remember, I remember we were, I think, 16 years old. We were in my parents' backyard. They were out of town. It was a summer day. We had our little practice amp set up outside, and we were just jamming. And we took some LSD, and we were kind of just spacing out jamming. And I remember there was maybe a 30-second sequence where I achieved liftoff with the, with, with, with the guitar. And I was like, oh. And I was like, it was playing me and oh, you know shit. whether you know i don't know how it sounded it was probably terrible but i felt it and i had never felt that before and that was the moment that i said i'm going to do everything in my power to feel this way and to do this as much as i can and that made, that meant like we were just talking about you know getting those fundamentals so solid that like and just digging in as much as i could so that i could have every chance to to do that and uh so yeah, that was that was for what sure. And then, what's that? I said, what a moment! Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like I get it. I, I sort of it's like I, it's hard to describe. I mean, it's like any sort of like spiritual experience like that, where and you know, as I say, I was sixteen and we were we were having a little bit of fun that day. But it was a real <laughs> moment, and it was definitely a propeller for like moving forward. And I think about that moment a lot when i'm playing and improvising and trying to get there because that's like you say that's where like the purity comes through and then it's like so so you know chasing that has sort of been the goal because it just felt like you know, it's like time suspends itself there's no you're not thinking about anything else 
and it's like if we all were able to do that somehow <laughs> in like life mm. yeah. I feel like it would you know, it would like save the world but you know yeah. it, and, and make real some real like positive changes to the cosmos by being able to like tap into that pure energy all I, the time I that feel happens. like I feel like you talking about that just made me think about just having a conversation and that same thing happens talking to other people that moment of dissolution between you and the activity that you're doing and the thing just kind of takes over and then i i think it translates into all parts of our life and for me chris like that is the thing that made me go home and sell all my shit after my first Grateful Dead show and say, I'm fucking following them for the rest of my life. I want to know everything I can about this thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just moments of just losing yourself. You, you, lose, and you, you get to, you get to just live, truly live in, in a moment and, and not be caught up in your own ego and, yeah. and define those. That's why the Grateful Dead was so special because they provided that chance you know, people that don't understand, they're like, well, you know, the music was sloppy and like, yeah, sometimes, but like, if you went to a show and you were there, then you experienced that, that liftoff that just, you know, and it's not even about drugs. I mean, that obviously helps, but yeah, but it, but it's just that, it's that collective consciousness and that loss of yourself where the, the, like you were talking about the lines, the delineations between artist and performer, stranger and stranger, you know, just, everything it just kind of goes away and that's where the real stuff happens and you can feel the real feelings you know yeah and you're talking about that summer day back when you were 16 like you have that moment and i've i've actually had that moment too playing guitar like oh shit i'm doing it and then then it it breaks down then it goes away yeah all the time meditating same thing i'm meditating no you're not (laughs) yeah right no exactly you start thinking about it you start saying, and I think I think I remember what happened was that my buddy popped the string, and the jam broke down, and then we didn't have any string. I still now that I'm remembering this, we didn't have any strings, and so we went to the music store, high as a kite, all of us <laughs> to try to to try to get pack of strings because we had to change a string and come back and do this again because we were there, we had it, we had it. And I remember we had. <laughs> You know, <laughs> melted in front of the guy at the, the register, asking for strings, and then you know we came back and changed the string, and then it was just like we tried it again, and it was like ah, this wasn't quite there like it was before. <laughs> so what do you think that is, man? Like I, I'm sure even at the level that you're at, you have nights when it just don't feel right, and then you got to push through it. Like what do you think that is that that causes the the lift off or the lack thereof? Well, I, I do. I do think that there's like the the concrete things like it's a, you know how how everybody's feeling mm. at, how you know physically and mentally um, I think has so much to do with it you know if everybody is open at the same level right. or not um, and you know if anybody's tired or hungry or you know moody or there's baggage going on inside their mind you know that those factors i think but you know there's just a magic to it too that it's like you can't put your finger on it and that's what makes it magical is is that it's 
sort of unexplainable yeah, you, there's how no formula. that formula yeah. something goes. Yeah. yeah, it's like there is definitely like a connection to to the to the spirits floating around in the air, and when it just matches up just right, <laughs> there it is. And and you can do everything in your power to try to make it happen at will, like you know, do as much exercise and meditation and practice and. And, you know, and I try to do all that stuff to, to keep the channel clear, like you were saying, yeah. and keep it as clear as possible. But it doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, you just <laughs> got to keep showing up. It's like with writing songs I've, and just writing in general, it's sort of been a new, new experience, like playing the guitar for me over the last few years where I've really tried to get more into to writing and developing that craft. And it's the same kind of thing. You just have to, you just have to show up and, mm. and, put it forward and sometimes you get into that timeless space where it's all it's all flowing and then sometimes like you you know you can sit there all day and it just never happens and you can't explain it all you can do is keep showing up that's what i was going to say the trick is is continuing to show up even after it doesn't you sat there all fucking day and nothing happened it's like okay that's cool i'm gonna try again tomorrow but uh chris something is happening in your career you're doing great (laughs) Oh, you, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, it's, it's a grind as always, and, and, you know, it's gotten a little bit better every time, and, and so, you know, I just I just want to keep, keep being able to do it, really, yeah. and, and support my family and keep keep making records and keep keep having inspiration. I'm to, to, you know, I'm lucky to still have, uh, you know, songs pop into my head while I'm walking the dog and yeah. make myself go home and write so do you write a lot of your own lyrics, or is it a collaboration? I write them all, wow. um, pretty much. Yeah, I've. Uh, that I'm kind woman. A... Do you like that? Oh, no, I said I that to Mel it. the other day. I love it. He was like, "We're cool. gonna interview this guy," and he sends me that song, and I was like, "Wow!" Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. man. Like yeah, I that... said, you're you're providing this kind of warm winded scenery that kind of touches the skin uh your voice does and it flows through the air like it fills the room like a scent and that's a super sweet like it's like a a music meal (laughs) (laughs) you You could use that quote on your next album (laughs) i guess either it caught me at the right time at the right time of day or you're and, and both maybe it was both but like i really appreciate what you're doing because that's the kind of music i want to hear that makes my day start out nice that makes my drive oh, wow. or my commute to work feel like sunshine instead of you know I, yeah i i really appreciate that and that's like the ultimate compliment really because with with songwriting it, that's sort of my goal is you know the way you described it is really what I'm trying to achieve is Hell just yeah. that like that that overall picture that's being delivered and kind of ru- rushing over the listener and because that's sort of how they come to me too and yeah. it's not like it's not like I'm sitting there saying I really need to preach to people about this or I really need you know like it feels I, like or I write personal. a poem it, and I say I need to put music to this it's like it's it's like a a sonic picture that's words and music and you know it just all kind of comes to in, in its perfect essence when the song really is a good one for me is when it comes out that way and it's like a little ambiguous in the lyrics and 
but it all means something and has, you know, I know what it means, but it's not all super spelled out. It's not super literal and it, it leaves the door open a little bit and just has the, the sound and the feeling that, I, that, that is rushing over me being translated. And that's, so that's, the way you describe that's, that's a long winded thank you. And, oh, and it, you know it. what though, man, I think that that thing that you're talking about, that the sonic storytelling you have yeah, you have yeah. the same kind of uh, flow or the ability to paint a picture with lyric the way Garcia and and Hunter did, where it, like you said, it is ambiguous. It can mean one thing to one person, something else to someone else, and you know. But the picture is there, the framework is there, and I I, I write too, and I'm curious for mm-hmm. you, do the songs come to you, like? the whole thing at once or are you getting like one or two lines at a time and then you go back to it later? Yeah. It's more like, it's more like that. It's, yeah. It's, it's all at once has maybe, I, a lot of people say that happens to them. I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's very rare. I mean, you know, but yeah, it's usually, man, it's usually for me, lyrics last for the most part. And, wow. It, it it's usually like it has to feel good and sound good and roll off the tongue comfortably and smoothly and 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 it's sort of like the the challenge is filling in the lyrics with the sounds that I'm hearing oh, and, and and not getting in the way of that but still providing saying what I want to say and that's that's sort of been you know it's it's I sort of paint myself into corners sometimes because i'll have like like for our latest record there were a few songs we we literally recorded the whole song with me just singing a nonsense track i could (laughs) sing you the whole song melody and and everything and how the lyrics sounded where the vowels were stretched out where they weren't and and then i had to take that home and and write you know the lyrics the actual lyrics what? so uh what? you know that's so sort of like puzzle for your, <laughs> for your yeah, soul. yeah. It, it, and and then it can be it can it can be maddening sometimes for me yeah. because like you know like I, sometimes it's really easy and and sometimes it's there right away but sometimes it's like is this ever gonna come and there's been a few that have taken taken a while to really take shape and and how long's a while i, I well, hmm. it all depends on it all depends on if I have a deadline or not. Like <laughs> last, it, it's kind of true. I mean, this last record, this last record, there were a few that were like that, and 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 I sort of was under the gun to, to finish them, and they ended up being, you know, in my opinion, like at the end of the day, some of my best work. But at the time, I was like really wondering if I was ever going to be able to write another word ever yeah, in my put life. Yourself in, <laughs> in the, like, that's you like, like putting that yourself through a meat like, grinder. Man, this is never going to happen. And and then, you know, but then I, it's, I got a few more days until I need to record it, and then we're going on the road, so I'm not going to have time to record it oh, after shit. that. So we have to finish oh, right now. So, oh, you know, God who's damn. making the coffee, you know? <laughs> wow. Chris, yeah. it sounds I can't like wait to hear it. Really in tune with your intuitive senses because like oh, you were talking cool. about like things kind of 
like coming to you and even like when you were 16 and like you felt that moment and you knew like you I think that that's a lot of how your sound travels and creates those uh, multi-layered sensory experiences is because of that intuition and that intuition is kind of like air it's for everybody to inhale right and so it's kind of like that intuitive like flush coming over you figuring it out putting it down to my airwaves coming into me and then to everybody else who listens and that's why the feeling is there you know like you you've done a really great job of tuning into and tapping into and then putting it through yeah man and i'm i'm super super excited to hear what you're talking about i personally would love to hear the nonsense track (laughs) yeah well you know it's funny i mean you you guys have the dust to gold record i mean there's definitely a few of the few of the songs on those that were like in the can recorded without without lyrics and it was the same process actually for some of those as well so you know you sometimes the nonsense tracks morph their way into into becoming the lyrics you know it's it all depends and and then it's like a matter of like not wanting to be too offhanded where you're singing about nonsense in a, in a world where real things need to be talked about. Right. So it's, it's, it's like, I don't want to be, too, I, I don't want to jump too far ahead of it. And I don't want to like guide it to where you're not letting it in, but you also have to like be aware of it when it's there wow. and rope it in. That's where the craft on comes in. And then, Zoom in, zoom out, zoom. It's it's uh, it's quite a <laughs> it's, it's a ride. It's quite a challenge for me. I mean, I there's people out there that you know that that you know. I heard some interview with Chris Stapleton, who I love that guy, and he's like, "Oh, I'll write a song in three hours," and it's like, "Damn you, man! You're <laughs> like the man." I wish I, could, I yeah, I wish I could do that, but I just it it has to it has to flow just right for me to feel comfortable saying that it's done. And sometimes it's instant and sometimes it's not. And, and, uh, you know, I just hope that I just keep trying and, you know, keep the intention pure and that it'll all keep revealing itself. Well, I, I think that's know, the key, man. Now, it's, it's, and I mean, there's stuff on my records that I go, that I listen to now and I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I would have had another crack at that one, you know? And, but you know, that's I we, think any, we any definitely are our own worst critic. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, we, we really kill sure. ourselves when it comes to that, man. And, and just what you're talking about is it really speaks to the term artist and craft crafting a song and yeah. bringing it all together. That's a, that's a beautiful skill to have and something that, it's really cool to hear your take on it because uh, I know you can apply that to a lot of different things in life. And I, I just, you talking, I'm thinking about all these different things that I do where that is what I do. And I, I've never really thought about it like yeah. that. And yeah, you, it, you it, have to, if you're being creative in anything, I think it applies, you know, just uh, leaving, leaving that space for it to, for the magic, but also, you know, there's the craft and then the inspiration and it's sort of this dance between the two the whole time until you, until you finish. Yeah. So, so what's the, what's the name of the new album? It's called color where you are. Okay. <laughs> I love how that. do you, how did, how do you get to that? How did that happen? 
that's a lyric from one of the one of the songs okay. on the record, and um, and uh, you know, it's I think sort of epitomizes the concept that we've been kind of talking about mm-hmm. too. Of just uh, and, and you know, um, it's also it wasn't a premeditated thing. It was sort of like, that was the last thing of like, what are we going to call this record? And when I was kind of combing through the lyrics and that was one that really stood out and it applies to a lot of things because I mean, I'll I'll disclaimer by saying I really don't like to over explain those kinds of things, like songs and and titles and stuff, because you know, like Mm -hmm. you say, you want to leave it, leave the interpretation open and by, by talking about those, I think Frank Zappa said talking about music is like dancing about architecture. You know, you can if you, you lose some of the magic by yeah, by trying gotcha. to rationalize it with like no, but you know. So yeah, maybe I should just stop. Yeah, there. we'll leave it like, at yeah, that, man. Yeah. When's it coming out? <laughs> um, it's coming out April twelfth. Oh shit! Um, so we're April almost there. Right Maria never sent you sent you a link there. I can uh, even when we hang up, I'll, I'll shoot you guys over. A little cool. Oh, is awesome. it is it cool Secret if we play a track as we go out of the show? Absolutely. Okay. What's, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. I know this is going to be a tough question to answer, and I know that every uh, song that you make is a baby. But <laughs> do you have a favorite on this record? You're yeah, talking about? Yeah, on this one. Um. I know it's tough. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if I do, man. I really don't know. Okay. Each okay. one, each one has its own thing that's special to me about it. There's some that are like really fun, and that I remember writing, and it was like really fun to write. And then there's some that are like really emotional, and and you know, so so yeah. And then there's like one on there where the band totally like took it way different approach so you know the first track on there as you'll hear it's like pretty different from anything that that anyone's really heard from me before it was one that we just like i we we played it in the studio and it was sounding a certain way and i said yeah let's try to fuck this up a little bit it sounds too normal and we, totally, <laughs> we totally like deconstructed the groove and it ended up being like something where we're like wow we should do a whole record where we like write songs like this because it was like some new new ground that I thought we proved. So, so you know, there's different reasons that I like each song. I got you. I'm not trying to be non-committal, oh, so you're proud of it, but yeah. I really the whole thing. well, it should be. Yeah, like that. no. Yeah. Well, I like yeah, where you're leaving I, yeah, that. I, we'll we'll listen and we'll pick out our. I, I like where you're leaving that too. We'll we'll listen to the album and we'll pick out our baby that we. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and and you know, hopefully there'll be a baby now and then maybe a few months from now if you're listening again you. The other another the the continuing yeah, revealing of music in your life meaning something yeah. different yeah forget man. it we'll just play the whole album yeah. <laughs> so are we gonna yeah, no, I felt like it. are we gonna Go see ahead. you touring see what now are, are we gonna see you touring yeah no we're uh you guys are in Portland I'm we're really trying to make it up there we're coming out west a few times this summer um based on different little um, anchors that we have, mostly in California, but we're hoping to make it up there. I love Portland. I've got many friends up there. One of my my first band, The Bridge, recorded a record in Portland, and we uh, I have like some best friends up there, and it's one of my favorite cities. It wasn't so far away from like where I grew up, and 
kind of from everything else i would have moved there a while ago i love that yeah, it's city. funny we hear that a lot man well i'll tell you if yeah you, if you do make it through man you are always welcome at this house we will cook you a dinner oh, or lunch that. And hook you up man you do your laundry have some home 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 time away from home yeah no i, I really do love love that right on much. man well it's, so it's got a lot of similarities to baltimore actually i don't really? that uh you know really yeah, it feels Green, yeah, green. certain certain aspects of it. I mean, minus the like really dangerous parts of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one thing about this place that surprised me when we moved up here. We moved from Las Vegas, and when we were moving, yeah. I kept asking people like, "What's the bad part of town?" And everybody was like, eh, "It's not really that. It's not happening here." I mean, you know, so right, yeah. that was it's odd. Good... Yeah. All right, man. So. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Chris. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks and so much, and yeah, yeah, huge honor. Really nice yeah. to talk to. Oh, yeah. Thanks for putting out such good music. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll let you know when this is coming okay. out. All right, man. You Sounds have a good day. Good. Take care yep. of that little girl. <laughs> See ya. I will do. Thanks. You guys be well. Later, brother. Bye. Bye. That is a soul brother. Right Hell there. yeah. Yeah, that was very... Wow. What a cool, cool guy. Cool upbringing, like all the connection to the dead, deadhead parents, and what he plays, man. You all have to listen to this cat. And it's... the whole thing of like what we were saying <laughs> last week, or I don't know if this is going to be last week for them, but what we were saying about like the Grateful Dead started this thing, and then there's this whole new evolved morphing thing that's happening with people taking it and making it their own it's in their dna it's part of who they are and where they came up from and now those people that grew up on it are out making their own amazing beautiful shit with it it's so cool so cool and really neat to talk to somebody like chris that just has been in it his whole life and is just doing his thing and coming out with this amazing music and i'm glad it made you feel like that mel it's really cool what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking i can't quite believe this is happening Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I'm glad it did that for you. So, everybody out there, follow us on Instagram. Give us the likes and the things and the Reddits and the Patreons and all the stuff. And as you go through your week this week, listen to some Chris Jacobs because you will be very happy that you did. And I just want to tell everybody, take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Give hugs. Be happy. Go out there and leave on your love light. Show people what your dog looks like. And show people what your dog looks like for sure. We love you. and We'll see you next week. Peace. Something about a fish show where Fishman said something about Bob Weaver. Oh, he got up became a thing. in front of the entire crowd and twerked Okay, as Trey was going, Bob Weaver, oh. Bob Weaver. So that's yeah, that all. Happened. Well, now everybody fucking clams up.
<laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, are we on? There was a are we? Yeah. Pressure are we on? Here we go. I, I just kind of visualized Fishman twerking, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. First, I just want to say I am so glad that you are here, Mama. I missed you guys so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for so coming. Thanks for coming, family. Yeah, you know, uh, update since the last appearance here we've all become really good friends and jake, jake uh, is gonna get in trouble for not talking into the mic no jake's <laughs> episode is our number one downloaded episode of all time which over i'm super every honored. person that we've interviewed wow. by like 80 something episodes in yeah and uh, and not by a little bit either like by hundreds and hundreds of downloads i'm super honored and all I was doing, honestly, is just kind of getting some information out there that needed to. Uh, you were being yourself, and yeah, it was fun. It was super fun, and I, I honestly, it was. It was. There we go. There's Jake. It was super cool that we, you know, did it before we became friends. So I just kind of was like, okay, I'm gonna just do this thing, and then. That's how we became. Friends. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of that what did it. Solidified it. That was like okay. We're like when we, he left, it was like, okay, that dude's gonna be in our life forever. Yep, that's our yeah. Yeah. Well, That's how he came home. He was like, oh my god, you have to meet these people. They're totally. And that's my like, partner, Bryn Anderson, by the way. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be friends. Like, this is, you know, these people are on the level. And, yeah, really excited. And since then, we've been to several shows together. Yeah, we've I think like taken six several or seven journeys at this together. Time. Yeah, yeah. And allegedly. It's been great. It's yeah, been it's great. Been a good time. You know? And uh, most I've, recently to Umfreeze. Yeah, Umfreeze, and I feel like I've helped introduce these guys to Railroad Earth. Oh, yes. Yeah, that New uh, Year's show was such a what a Yodo. way to bring the New Year's in, yeah. guys. How Thank fun. you. Thank you, Railroad Earth and uh, Terrible Loss there and with the Shook Twins. Andy Gosling. They were yeah, excellent that, that night. Yeah. They're local. Great great girls are They're playing. Cool. Soon, actually, and you yeah, turned us on. The Northwest Spring yeah. Summit too. You turned they're us on to Iodo too. Uh, oh, that's right. And and you reintroduced string cheese incident into our world in a, in a kinder, gentler <laughs> way than it was originally introduced yeah. into my world. I had Apple and Aaron come over to my house for the. I believe it was the thirtieth. Oh man, what was the date on that? It was a show they did recently with Robert. Randolph came out. I, oh my god, what, it was so good. What date was that? When was that? Bro. Was Come that like on. A month ago? Uh, you, that you, was you were just saying you couldn't October? remember this weekend. It's been like a couple months. <laughs> it's been a couple months. I, I, it was, uh, was it the New Year's shows? I think it was before. Didn't you come over the 28th or something? Maybe not. I can't even remember, to be completely honest. I'll have to go. I, I, you know, it's yeah, uh, we don't know. It's a little foggy. Collectively, we don't know. Great show, <laughs> like, great show, amazing show. It's a show with Robert Randolph and uh, first show they had Sam Bush of the three show run. I think I swear it was New Year's. It was okay because it was the oh, well, it was twenty eighth. It was 29th. the night before New Year's because it was before we went to. Oh uh, yeah, and Terrapin. I was on the porch giving we you a Terrapin hard time the about. 12th. I was giving you a hard time about not coming with us to Railroad. Yeah, yes. so they had uh, yes. Sam Bush come out the first night, and then Robert Randolph come out the second. And that was like that was the second night was like one of those peak string cheese shows. And I streamed at my house. I had Apple and Aaron come over, and it was it was the perfect show to be like, okay, this is why the string cheese incident is an amazing band. And like, the this, No Simple Roads family is their collective head is exploding right now. They're like. Wait, those guys don't haven't been to a string cheese show. Yeah. Well, you, you, they did, but you know, the circumstances put them where they had to leave, and then oh. 
you know, but then at it the same time, Vegas show. It's, it was you, really weird. Ve- weird. You know, I wanted to do anything else but be there. Yeah, you know, it, it happens. It happens. That happened That's to me funny. at a trade show and in Portland one and time. And it was weird. I was like, it was like go. the pressure like, was on to leave. Yeah. Like it was like, we have to find Apple. We have to I like, remember those shows leave. specifically. Like, it was so strange. We had I, some I, other friends there at the time, and that's what they said too. We were like, you know, checking with them. How's the shows? They're like, terrible. Yeah, it was like those cartoon legs. You can swing it when if you want. your little cart, the little legs go in a circle, and they like. Yeah, but this was a perfect. This was like you know Colorado, you know First Bank Center, big crowd, big energy. It's like that's that's what you kind of need to really see the scope of string cheese's magic. Yeah, I suppose as an artist, the bigger it is, the more energy you're getting. Oh, definitely. So it, like, Oh yeah, you up. I like, mean, you're in the Brooklyn Bowl it. in Vegas. There's only like 1,500 people max, and I think yeah. they tried that. Those shows, they I think they cramped 2,000 people in there, and it was, uh, you know, there was no. Yeah, you couldn't room. move. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, oh, claustrophobia. Yeah, getting shit spilled on me. And, yeah, well, because yeah, like done. you know, when the opening well, bands are there, like there's nobody, so you feel like you've got all this space, and then the main band comes in, and then all crunch. of a sudden your shoulders are like up to your ears, and you have no like you can't walk in front of you it sucks but, you know having them come over and seeing it you know it's just the beginning there's going to be many more shows to come they were fired way. up jake when they came home dude I, you know they got a listening show. to them i've oh, listened yeah. to them more or, you know well period i've started listening to them since then uh-huh and you know they uh they're a fantastic band and and i i've at home i've built this amazing uh yeah i was i was gonna broach this subject <laughs> yes i spent before, a, after yes. we get bombed by the dive bomber yeah they're gonna you know, show that up actually <laughs> happened one time michael travis did parachute into a show oh, they were waiting for him to play he was and was it mount shasta i think it was like in the wow. late 90s or maybe early 2000s he did parachute in at the show they're like there he is up in the sky you oh, know shit. they started playing he's like oh, he's just coming down and they like landed and then jumped right on stage started playing okay. drums you, okay, that's, that was a while that's ago that's pretty awesome before <laughs> that's an entrance yeah that's that's a hell of that a that was a while ago but you uh, can't top that but before you got here we were talking about how like well you actually brought it brought it up a minute ago you were you were talking about yeah and like Phil I want my son involved in everything that I do this interview that we're doing this intro for right now is Chris Jacobs. Oh, and yeah. he, um, he was raised by parents that were deadheads. And so we were talking about how like, uh, what kind of impact. Yeah. That, has that on this, the, that your... this grateful dead thing has produced children now that are of an age where they're creating their own art and their own thing. That's been influenced by parents like us that, we're into this thing and it's really beautiful what's coming out into the world because of that that thing and seeing these people that are on the level doing their version or not their version but just playing from their heart and seeing what comes out of it yeah you know i remember uh when i was at reggae on the river and uh in 2013 and my daughter lotus who's here behind me right now she's was like uh, you know she'd been to a bunch of shows since then dozens and even a few festivals or, or a handful of festivals and we went up to the close to the stage for president brown the reggae artist president brown and she was like daddy daddy this is the first time i realized that the music's that the, they're making the music like 
she thought it, they, people were just like playing like a giant stereo and everybody was dancing for oh. for, for many years. Oh, like an EDM show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you're and, right. Uh, yeah. And, but then, you know, so it's cool to have that influence. And my son, Cedric Swan, who's also here, has seen String Cheese, you know, many times do many levels of uh, artistic performance, things like Horning Sign Out with, the, you know, the big break shows and all the various things they've done over the years, peak experience and all that. So he's got influenced by that. And just seeing people doing it and believing it, like believing they can do it, getting up on stage and doing it. That's something I used to point out actually a lot early on. I'd be like, look, this guy, look, can you see this guy just like practice? He started a band. Look, look what he's doing. He's on stage. All these people are cheering. He's probably making some money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. You can do this. He's just doing what he loves. And and it's not just music. That's life. Yeah. You're talking about life right there. Like if you hone your craft, whatever your craft is, painting or business or I don't know, chicken farming, whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck the thing is, like, you can do it. My mom always said that to me when I was a kid. I, that was like her mantra for me. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And it sounded like, I don't know, high-minded to me as a kid. Like, yeah, whatever. But it's true. <laughs> it is really true. true. And yeah. it's simple. It's that simple. But it, it takes the work. Yeah. It takes, there's that, I was listening to <laughs> Duncan last week and he was talking about how, like, doing the work in life is not a fucking montage in a movie there's no like cool rock and roll music and you're eight years old and then a few things happen in this montage and then all of a sudden you're a rock star there's the boring hard work that comes between the idea and the culmination of the thing and then the continuous work after that yeah it doesn't stop yeah so you get to the place that you want to be but now you're at that place to perform so go and it's nice having those examples on stage and being like, these are people that got an idea. I want to be a musician. I want to play with my friends. Made up these awesome songs. Made it, wrote, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they're doing it. So that's why I always like to point that out, that they're, you know, these are all real people that are just like us and they yep. chose to and it's, choose it's a life path. And they like this particular guy, when he gets up there with his guitar, I can immediately feel him like all of him comes through and it's so soulful and so real and like a visceral like you can like honey or syrup that comes through the music with this guy that it's it's a testimony to me in my head of like somebody that's been steeped in the ethos of the psychedelic community and that world and then what it what it breeds and what people can do if they put their mind to it thanks mom you know like it really put your mind to it it's crazy i mean even doing no simple road is part of that thing like not even i it's all yeah that too like i never raising a successful family you know like everything Mm -hmm. getting up and going to work every day we have to put our mind to something that's very true but you know, I have my son Cedric here. Why don't we ask him his perspective? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love what it, to hear. How do you think living the lifestyle that you live, being with us these years, has affected uh, your your musical your musical development? First off, he's probably been to more shows than. Let me get these. Yeah, he's probably been to more shows than. 
most people. Yeah, I really have. It's it's pretty intense. Like the, uh, I mean, the big part of how I became like music, like music, uh, like to have a music career is because of all the concerts that I was seeing. Um, yeah, just like all the energy being there, seeing all the people enjoy the music, seeing all the people playing, enjoying what they're playing, you know. It definitely was a huge influence on me. Well, and and also having parents that foster like that have your back. Oh yeah. When it comes to that, like that's huge, man. Like you're not having to fight with them about wanting to do this thing. They're not like you're no. going to school and going to college and you're going to get a degree. You and ain't going to be no DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no son of mine. Even, even if I really didn't want to do it and I wanted to do something else, like they wouldn't force me into music. Like that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as like as with music careers, when I see it, like if you want to become successful, you have to love what you're doing. But if you don't love what you're doing, you absolutely can't. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's the wow. genius of youth right there speaking. That's, you're 100% right. Yeah. If, you, if you don't like it and, like, you're being forced into it, like, that's a bad situation. Definitely don't. Definitely don't do it. Definitely try it to see if you like it first, of course. Yeah, Is that everything something... deserves some... You, you yeah. should try. Is always. that something that they've impressed upon you is like if you if you don't know if you like it try it um that's kind of something i've developed myself like back when i lived with my mom and eugene i did all kinds of stuff i tried different for various forms of dance art um like sports like i've done ballet salsa break dancing oh, oil shit. painting fine art trying to find that niche what yeah i I knew I wanted to do something cool that I liked. Yeah. And yeah. music is... That's awesome to be able to music like, is the afford one that, you that love. time. Yeah, music is the one that I love the most, but it's definitely not the be-all and end-all. Like, I still yeah. do art. I still do design. Um, He's an amazing graphic designer. His wow. album covers are unreal. Yeah, I mean, like, everything multimedia I use towards my music career. Like, I know how to do... All the various forms of video editing. I can do VFX, compositing, and After Effects, or I can do 3D modeling and Cinema 4D. I can. I mean, it was. I knew. I had a vision for what I wanted to. What I wanted to be like in the future. And, you know, I, I tried to do my best to make that happen. Like, I want cool videos of, like, me at least, you know, doing cool stuff for like promo that I see like all the other big electronic acts have. Like, yeah, what, I had a what vision. is it about electronic music that makes you, that draws you to it rather than the stuff that your dad? <laughs> well, so <laughs> dad rock. it is really. He used to love Valley of the Jig when he was eleven. Yeah. I, I like string like the, when, I, when I go back and I think about what were all my favorite songs, what were all the favorite things that I liked listening to when I was like born up until now. Like it's always the things that are most electronically influenced. Like I like string sheets the most out of like the jam bands and stuff that end up getting listened to and end up going to the concerts. I like Umphrey's McGee the most out of all of them as well and. Like, other songs I listen to, like, 
uh, I sometimes go on SoundCloud and try to find old songs that I used to listen to, like, when I was five or six, and it was all basically electronic music. Huh. Um, so as it's far part as, of you. Yeah, it's, I was, it's kind of, like, tied with the whole, I mean, I was also super interested in the whole science fiction thing with, like, novels and movies in that genre, and that's all about the future, mostly, and... I, electronic music seems to be the music of the future, or the music of the future will be heavily electronically influenced. Yeah, and wow. a lot of people, a lot of people criticize it because it takes a, like the humanness away. But that's those are all just like specific specific examples, specific things that do take the humanness away. You know, electronic music can totally be humanized. Wow. Well, it is. I, wow. Yeah, it is yeah. humanized. Well, it's, it's an integration of the two extremes. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. it is the completely artificial and the completely organic yeah. fusing and something coming out of it. It's that thing. So, Cedric, in your opinion, where is the humanity in electronic music? Well... Because a lot of people that... I have a feeling. Now, I don't mm-hmm. want to just be a general general Jake here. Yeah, sure. But a lot of people, uh, um, I'm going to say the No Simple Road crowd, you know, isn't a super heavy electronic crowd. I think it's probably yeah. like right around the middle. So I think a lot of people, you know, are into jam bands and probably like a little bit electronic where in your world, you're like kind of more electronic focused. So from that perspective, tell me, what, what do you think, where is the humanity in electronic music? Well... It really comes down to electronic music is still made by people. Like, there's... The composition. Yeah, it's still a composition. It comes out of people's brains. Like, when people put all of their effort, or, like, all of their, like, uh, their being into their music, especially if they love the music that they make, it will end up sounding more human. Because the inspiration's there. Yeah, pe- some people, like... Like the off-timed, uh, like sampling stuff, like for example, Jay Dillo, where everything was like unquantized and cool or whatever. But uh, the the performance factor is there as well. If you perform your music while you create it, that will definitely make it sound oh, more shit. human. Yeah, yeah, there is an improvisational aspect to the performance of electronic music, music I've noticed because a lot of the guys, they're chopping the samples in the moment, they're mixing in the moment, they're beat matching in the moment, you know, going with the vibe of the room. So, yeah. you know, it's not like there's this whole set that's pre-designed in this one block. They're just hitting play. Yeah, they yeah. hit play and kind of turn some knobs so and do a little Cedric, dance. what kind of performance do you bring into your music? Well, I, so the, well, me specifically, I don't put a lot of performance into my music because that is not exactly what my vision is. But for people who do, people put a lot more performance into their production. And that's Mm. like a theme that's, um, you see more and more often because of the developing technology of MIDI controllers where you have like pieces of gear that are routed to your computer like you press a button it plays a sound and you can record it that way oh wow there's so they can play sounds real there's time. so many new developments in that form of technology like um haptic technology where it like gives you feedback um like i know that oteal in dead <laughs> company stands on a a pad yeah and the pad has a subwoofer attached to it and he can feel the bass drum 
yeah. uh, in his feet so that he's feeling the beat as he plays. Like, that kind of thing, that's what you're yes. talking about? That that is also... There's, there's so many aspects to it because of, like... Well, piano players, for example, they're... Like, because of how much piano has been played for how long, like, over, like, various centuries. There's so many different styles, so many different ways of playing. Everybody has their own feel on the keys. And MIDI control... Some piano-based MIDI controllers are so developed nowadays that the sound will be... Like, will change depending on how you press or how fast you press or where on the actual physical oh, button wow. you press. Oh, wow. So it's becoming... Uh, more sensitive yeah, to the tactile. human. It's, it's called, like, expressive MIDI technology. Wow. Um, Apple is doing a lot of investment... Oh. <laughs> Apple's doing a lot of... Like, the company doing a lot of investment in... Yeah, not me. Apple. Yeah, dude. Oh. Oh. I don't know how I do All this. All of a sudden, this motherfucker's no game. They're investing in this company called Roly. They're actually distributing their products, and they have, like, the most... Um, they have just the most craziest um, expressive MIDI technology out there. I can't wait to see 10 years from now where you're at and what you're doing, man. Yeah, I mean, my... My skill will develop as the technology develops. Like, I'm really doing the most that I can with the technology I have. I'm just... Wow. So those of you out there that are afraid of the singularity, this is it happening right before your eyes. These kids are fusing with the technology and becoming one with it and learning how to use it to their advantage and to express themselves completely through it. And that's fucking badass and super creepy and cool. I like it. Yeah, that's just what I was going to speak to a little bit, because when this music was introduced to me in the very beginning, I was like, it sounds like there's drills everywhere. Like, where's the like, guitar? And it was hard. Like, I didn't. It was grating on me at first. And then once I started to really listen to it more and see that there's so many different genres just within this, it's not just, you know, there's so many different styles. And especially listening to our sound system that pulls apart everything, I suddenly started hearing so many ridiculous layers where I'm like, so this musician sat there and pulled this out of his brain, out of his heart, out of his inspiration, his connection to source, whatever, to like put down this layer and this layer and this layer and this layer and put it all together. Like, I don't know how the fuck to do that. Like, that's insane to listen to what like a whole band would do together. Like, here's yeah. the guitar, here's the drummer, here's the dude. And then there's this one person who's yep. like, I can see it and I can see it in its, you know, when it's finished or maybe not, you know, depending on, I know some, some kind of have the whole composition in their head and can spit it out and others kind of work on it as it goes, but it's so many crazy layers and all these different, you know, things put together. And then somehow you come out with this composition of, it's amazing. One of my favorites is what we see. I don't understand the whole, but like we're one person, they walk up there, lay down the baseline. Oh, like Tosh, that, like Tosh, and stuff like that, yeah. and that's Billy awesome. Hammer. Like one person yeah. has all; they yeah. have all the parts in their head. Now they're able to put them together. You don't have to have all these other people to fill yeah. that role. You can be all the roles, and it's yeah. amazing to see what people are creating. It is, and that. like for Cedric, you know, like I mean, I feel like I know him pretty well and his personality <laughs> yeah. and all that. But sometimes I'll hear a song and I'll be like whoa, like, that came out of here. You know, like, I don't see that side of you, like... So you're getting insight. So you get this, like, well, but this that's... came out of your inspiration and out of, 
you know, however you feel about the world wow. or, you know, wherever so that's coming expressing from. It. you know, totally yeah. different than what, you know, I might see when he's hanging out at home. So Uh-oh. it's just a cool... Here's Jake. And it seems <laughs> like... Uh, oh, I'm just going to throw in my uh, two cents. It's, <laughs> it just seems like the inspiration is in the composition and also, you know, when they do the real-time performance, there is some room for improvisation there. And it, the, the thing that it, I've noticed is that, like, if you try to put electronic music through, and I've said this for years, if you're trying to put electronic music through a jam band filter, it's never going to work. If you're a person that's gone to jam band shows and you're like, you have these like kind of psychic expectations because you, you're waiting for the specific energy flow. Oh, shit. And then like, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't hitting my psychic expectations because the energy flow is so completely different. Like, what, th- what is this? Like, it's, it, I, dude, like I, I wasn't always like, I love electronic music now. Like, but like, you know, for years I was just going to jam band shows and I didn't really get it. Like I, I wasn't super into electronic music. You know, it's really kind of, you know, square pusher, craft work. People that were like melodic that actually had some composition behind their electronic music really helped me start to wake up. And then when Sound Tribe kind of came on the scene, that really helped me uh, open up to that whole other side of music. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's not going to work if you put it through a jam band filter because it's frequency based. You have to understand that. That's, That's the biggest thing about electronic music is that it's all about how they stack the frequencies and how the frequencies affect you energetically. And a lot of the times, like these guys don't even know what they're doing. They're just like, they're making these songs that have this specific flow that feels good for them and sounds good. So they're putting it out there. But ultimately those frequencies are like hitting your chakras, hitting your energy centers in these certain ways that like, I guess, and, you know, for lack of a better word, tickle them, you know, just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then some of these guys, like some of the newer guys, like this guy Mastodon, you know, M-A-S-A, it's a Masta with an A. He's like a really young guy. He'll hit you with all these frequencies, low frequencies, high frequencies, and it hits you like a wave and it like pushes you. And it's a completely different experience than the frequencies that we get exposed to in the jam band world. And that's, you know, that's what makes it unique. And that's it's, my favorite thing about electronic music is it, it's pure, like, there are a lot of, like, vocal they do vocals, but most of it's purely about the feel of the music. Just yeah. How it makes you feel just by the uh, pure emotion sent through frequencies. Yeah, and you get into the realms of the genres like Psybase, where it's kind of like the super, super psychedelic, like the most psychedelic electronic music you could say falls into the realm of side bass and, and you know they're they know they fully know those guys they're just like us they're super that's cosmic a, that's a genre it is yes. it's like kind of really they're... slow psychedelic it's kind of has sounds of psytrance which was like the super psychedelic like house where they'd have like you know like alien really alien music you know but then like, it's very very amazing but they were the only genre of electronic music where they'd be hitting you with conscious messages like you know like wait you know just like real cosmic shit and then so they slowed it down add the really deep bass, but then with the side kind of side trance sounds called side bass. There's a lot of artists, uh, kind of skin tell land LS switcher Dream. tipper. I've never heard of that one specifically, but I'm sure, you know, he falls into that world. Um, soul there's a couple I'm record old. labels, soul labels, Merkava and Remember, Shanti Ponte. We had, um, uh, Dane over yesterday and he said that his, um, brain was pruning from listening to only mm. that's what's happened it's you only have when you dive yourself well, into something sometimes you get lost in it and it's great for like completion and, and all this amazing stuff but then you get lost in it 
and you need to or be pulled stuck. out yeah, or st- whatever, whatever, you know, you want to use to describe it, but you always need to come out. You need to take a breath of fresh air, a musical breath of fresh yeah, air going, every now going and then. Going to Ioto was a fucking blast. Like that was an yeah. amazing show. Those guys are incredible. We were in good company too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we I had, decided? We had a great time. I decided and- that this is going to be, we're going to do a double episode <laughs> and I'm going to put, I'm going to put Chris, Chris's interview in front of this. And then I'm going to put this after Chris as a double episode, like, like a double album. Yeah. So it's totally impromptu. Yeah. People, just well, but you know what? These are the best. Yeah. These are my favorite. This is what if we were trying favorite. to like say what, you know, what does no simple road mean to you? Right. And in my opinion, no simple road means these honest, impromptu, but very divinely coordinated uh, conversations with real people who are doing awesome things in their life and contributing a beautiful, positive vibe and frequency out into the world. So when their kids go out, they're doing it. And they're not just doing it, they're doing it their style, their way, with their gifts and their instruments. And it's a beautiful thing. And the whole thing with genre, leave that out. People are just making beautiful music lately. And they're just trying to find ways to describe it. That's psi bass and this and that and the other. None of it matters. These kids are laying down amazing tracks from their heart and that's what's coming out it's art that's all it's it is art. it's just art I've art is the, the kind of like way. it is yeah, divine inspiration yeah exactly Brent. and we it's divine we make a serious point to mix it up with our shows we like to go to all different types of things we saw yeah you know even some like uh what do you call churches like uh I don't know. Gospel, new wave pop, no, yeah. like or like synth or synth synth, synth, synth pop, yeah. right? Or synth wave? I don't sure. know. Cool we saw churches. Scotland. They're yeah. they're like a real new, really kind of really good band actually. And uh, you know, we we do a little bit of everything. Jazz. We John Luke Ponce. We've seen John Luke Ponce a few times. We actually had front row seats for that. Our whole family. Wow. Um, yeah, that was super cool actually. Yeah. You know, we 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 really try to mix it up. Like it's definitely what Mel said is one hundred percent spot on. It's like. Drop, drop the definitions, drop trying to put things in boxes and just understand that people are trying to create psychedelic music. And if you just don't put any filters on it and just go and, and embrace the experience, nine times out of, okay, seven times out of 10, yeah. you're going to yeah, find no, out it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 So, there's those you know, three. Well, yeah. those, <laughs> Dude, those, there's always those three. I'm but there are those three are still like, doing Dang. their thing yeah. because mm-hmm. maybe they'll be part of the seven in a few years. That's how it works. Or you know? maybe those three is one of the seven for someone else. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. I've yeah. learned that yeah. over the years. Just for you, man. Yeah. I've learned that. Thanks for reminding us, Ryder. You're right. You're right. Okay. That's but fair. We should still try. Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. try. And uh, what, it, what does he call? Right? He calls it the. <laughs> I actually did. I Cannibal Corpse and oh, I'm going to see Ice Nine Kills in May. If it was Napalm Death and Cannibal Corpse. They came through. I really wanted to go to that just because it's like <laughs> that is like real metal. Like that's like, but, okay. it's the epitome of the <laughs> genre. I want your opinion on this. Okay. <clears throat> so I I grew up listening to that. Me too. That was that's my roots. Punk rock, speed metal, heavy ass shit. And once I started taking psychedelics and going to jam band shows, that music s- drastically changed for me. Hang on, <clears throat> it drastically changed. 
and it didn't it didn't feel good i had opened up to feeling music and when that kind of music would be on it would make me anxious or angry and i understand that people put that on to embrace those feelings i get that but why it's not where you were yeah. at though yeah, I, I don't think else. it's a specific frequency of music to splice with psychedelics. However, there are certain bands that you kind of can. For for instance, in cool. the early '90s and the late '80s, the band Ministry had a huge psychedelic oh, yeah. following, yeah. and they actually—I mean, people would tell me stories about how they would get, you know, five and ten packs at fucking ministry shows and there was like this kind of like crew of super psychedelic people just like you would go to a Grateful Dead show it'd be like the front row people mm-hmm. were like super dope stuff and just like having and, that, and it was like extreme psychedelia you know Al Jorgensen in a completely different way he's a super psychedelic dude mm-hmm. but just like completely different but then there's conscious bands bands like Sepultura you know who always like were like an amazing mm-hmm. band but always had a conscious message um, you know it doesn't seem like that would be hard to be around on psychedelics. I think it's when, and bands like tool that we talked about in the episode that we did together, you know, like they're extremely heavy metal, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're pushing out a different vibe. Yeah. And just like psychedelic, like they're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah. And I, I might have an unpopular opinion on this, but you don't have to go at it at a, psychedelic state of mind you can just go well, there once oh, what i'm talking i understand I'm not, <laughs> no, right? i wasn't talking about that i'm not talking about tripping and listening no, to no, that no, no. i'm talking about just oh just, just being general. opened up and then hearing that i mean post yeah. that. sober not in a psychedelic state not like coming yeah, from no, that that's a whole different point yeah but so you different i can't headspace. just shut that off yeah what i'm saying it's just about it doesn't like, i don't have that choice where like i'm not gonna feel it's not, I feel it. It's not not feeling it. It's, I guess, feeling it from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Letting I, it, I hear what you're saying. You no, what I, saying I, I actually do hear what he's saying. Essentially, what you're saying is once you raise your vibration, you've become more activated. You're a different human being. You're resonating. Vibration. It, it is. And then, but yeah. you know, but not all of it. Like you listen to things like, okay, like Metallica. Like there's some great, like you know, musical composition behind right. it, some strong lyrics, but then you listen to stuff like Slayer and it's like, okay, maybe I don't want to hear Satan! You know, like, okay, yeah. like, maybe I don't need to hear Which that. Is, it's fine, I it's, get it, and and there's a place for it, and I loved it. Feel it just doesn't... It, I'm not going to wake up in the morning and throw on, you know, Sepultura, you know? Yeah. I might not do that. I, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Iron Maiden. Actually, you know, I, yeah. we're, we're gonna go see. We're gonna go see my Iron Maiden soon this year. Actually, they're playing at the. Medicine. See that stuff for me. Like at this point in my life is that's nostalgia. Is, that's is. exactly that's what I was yeah. just gonna I mean, say. I kind of, it's yeah. nostalgia. So it how, is. how fun to kind of just go back to it for a minute, for a night, for, for just a, and that's a couple what it does. hours. I do, you know? I do that. I let them, sometimes I have a grunge night. night. Some nights Iron Maiden. Like like, but I I remember those man being in junior high, high school and going on going to an Iron Maiden show on acid was the freaking Eddie. They did the whole stage. You know, the oh, stage dude. was always, it was, it was a amazing. production and Dio, Dio, you know, they all had dragons and I mean, it was, it was a show. It was spectacular. Yeah, yeah, and that stuff's amazing. But yeah, I still don't feel it the same. I go back and it reminds me and, it, and it's like a little bit itches at, it's like, yeah, man, I don't remember that, but it's not my jam. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. And I it's, think I, I've got a lot of like feeling attached to all that stuff that, I really just would rather leave on the side of the sure. road. Sure. 
You sure. Know? That makes There's sense. a lot of like dark memories and bathroom shooting dope with that music. Yeah, like if it reminds you of a dark time in your life, you might as well well just, (laughs) you know. But the thing is, is that, you know... So it is just you, babe. Yeah, it's just me. Well, I found... You ruined it. Yeah, I ruined ruined it. it. I found found out through through doing No Simple Road that usually it's just me. That's okay. But getting back to the... You know, the reason I wanted to potentially go to that show is just to have that moment where you, like, dip in, you know, you see that dimension, the fucking heavy metal dimension, the people that live in that dimension, and that's, like, their world. Hey. And then just checking in. Yeah. Just like, wow, this looks cool. It's kind of like staying current. Yeah. You know, like, they, you don't like always have to re- watch the news, but once in a while you pick up the newspaper, just see what's going on and move about your day just so that you have an idea of what's happening in the world. Right. And, and there's like so many different, uh, like just once, <laughs> once, every once in a while, just get in there, throw a couple elbows, yeah. everything's <laughs> fine. You go Cedric show. wants to get in on that. Uh, you watch I mean, the people coming out of those shows and they are smiling and happy. They just got a whole lot out. That's a good point. Yeah. They yeah. enjoyed themselves. There is a little bit of energetic release there. You know, it's like, and you know, it's just, uh, they, they have their dimension, they have their frequency. So it's good to interact and just realize that, you know, there's all these different people and all these different tribes. And it's good to just like be able to like move around in the different tribes. It's like going through a botanical garden. Yeah. There's a lot to enjoy. All right. Here comes Mel again with the wisdom. Uh, All right. Uh oh. <laughs> so we were talking about mosh pits. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We Different dimensions <laughs> of music. Like, yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> the. Uh, I've been to a few different concerts now where there's just been mosh pits at electronic shows. Which for me, like, I. When I, when I say, like, mosh pits at electronic shows, a lot of people are like, what? Mosh pits at electronic shows? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, sounds- it's really all about the like the adrenaline vibe and like the like what you get from that adrenaline like um like a lot of the electronic music that I make and that I listen to and the shows that I go to are in a sense like uh heavy metal influenced even mm. like it's like the heavy metal of electronic music yeah oh. the style and called rhythm okay yeah it's like there's there's like rhythm, dubstep, tarot, like that whole kind of scene. Like people mosh like crazy, and it's like it's a good, really good experience to have, especially for the like I don't, I don't know too many people. I haven't been in like too many like social situations around the world or anything, but like you get to see like everybody's different vibe in the mosh pit. Oh, like wow. some people will just go up and punch a guy. And they get kicked out. Like, they're not supposed to be there. Yeah, no. Some people will, like, just kind of stand there and kind of, like, be the center of attention. And, you know, they end up not having too much of a good time. And, but the rest of everybody just kind of, like, you know, bumps into each other. Like, playfully hitting yeah, and pushing. Yeah, and down, and yeah. pushing a little bit. Like, it, it's... <laughs> it's Damn. Overall, it's Fro- a good I would thing. frolic in the mosh pit. <laughs> Okay, at a ska show, they have circle pits where everyone is just skipping. It's called skipping. I I heard a joke about a mosh pit at a jam band show where a bunch of hippies bump into each other going, Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody throws a hacky sack in the middle and they all start kicking. Like, yeah! (laughs) Okay, sorry. I just, I hear all this and I'm just like, I'm, I'm... I'm getting older, man. Well, 
Honestly, the thing that I really like staunchy Aaron. Not staunchy. I just don't want to bump into anybody. It's interesting. I'm fine. Give me, give me a couple of feet of space. Let me dance. Fucking relax. You want to punch each other? Go ahead. The cool thing about genres is different genres have different mosh pits. Like, like I was saying, like ska shows have skank pits. Um, fast metal shows have have circle pits where everyone's running in circles. Like really hard metals have walls of death where everyone splits down the middle and runs at each other, yeah. which is a fucking blast. And, by the way. and hey, to bring it all back to the beginning, a, a few years ago, I saw the reunion of the original grunge band Green River, yeah. which figure uh, featured members of Mud Honey and Pearl Jam, and there was a bunch of guys, you know, in their mid forties that decided they wanted to just like have a little mosh pit and they just start bumming at each other. Like, oh, God. my hip. I thought it was so cute. Like I was like, Oh, look my at these lean. guys. Yeah. Look at these guys. Everybody loves a good Great show, pit. by the way, Green River. Well, I'm being conscious of my girl's time. <laughs> and I know you have to go to work soon, so we're gonna we're gonna let them. Okay, we're gonna let them have their day. Well, we'll, we'll just stop recording. The collective, and then we can. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we can hang out hang. after that. All right. But everybody out there, just remember. I don't know. Remember what? Well, this Dehydrate. is really. Uh, this is a great co- uh, conversation <laughs> on music. And thanks, I just want to say uh, thank to you for having us up here. This is a total impromptu thing. And, yeah. And yeah. We love you guys. Listeners, you know, I will be back eventually as a featured oh, yeah. guest. Eventually, this is totally yeah. impromptu. Yeah, because we totally want to talk about um, Vital Force Herbs, too. Yeah. And let's, we do want a little, let's do a little, little two-minute blip on Vital Force. Come on. <laughs> Why not? Our, All right. My wonderful herbs. partner, Brent Anderson, has a company called Vital Force Herbs, which you can uh, go check out at vitalforceherbs.com. And it's a full line of amazing, all organic, all wildcrafted, crystal infused well, products, homegrown. Wildcrafted from our backyard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But uh, it's all, all really What kind high. of products? So I have tinctures, salves, syrups, fire cider, body care, like um, sunscreen and chest rub and lip balm, The deodorant, deodorant is on point, by the way. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, I-, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't stink. Um, so yeah, I. so lots of different things. They're... Yeah, mostly homegrown herbs. Yeah, and they're awesome products. I'm glad I just hurt my... Well... Darwin just hurt my elbow, hurt your elbow, and I got a little salve to put on. Um, Minerva's muscle melt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Arnica in there. So yeah, and everything is um, made with love. Made with love. Made by our family. And Everyone come see helps. us at Summer Meltdown. We'll probably have a booth there. We're like ninety percent. So come see us <laughs> at Summer Meltdown. If you ever have a cold that night, I came over to your house to watch the uh, strain cheese. I came over there feeling like crap. And oh, that's brand. right. You were got immediately. A yeah. She went and grabbed tinctures, and you're like, I'm gonna make some homemade chicken soup too, and like had chicken <laughs> soup going every. Everything. I that went home so feeling good. much better, and yeah, and the experience cheese awesome. magic, which yeah. is pretty. Cheese is, yes. cheese is fucking amazing. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So everybody out there, take care of each other. Remember yes, to please. smile at strangers, and support No Simple Road Family, a sponsor, Shop Tour Bus, and Define Premium Cannabis, and, and check out Patreon. Things you care about. And pet dogs. Look at cats. Stare Be at the sky. Kind. Take five minutes away yeah. from your phone. Be mindful of each other's time. Literally yep. stop and smell the flowers. It's springtime. There are <gasps> yeah. flowers. Actually no. stop and oh. smell them. Yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Smell That's them. Ryder said it. I believe it. Said it we'll, and forget we'll it. We'll leave it at that. So. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Oh.
dwellers of fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.